So now that we've talked about the very grim of what AI uh, might do to us, let's reel it back a little bit and, you know, talk a little bit more optimistically about kind of like the good things about AI. And there's actually like a lot of good. Like I truly believe that AI can and probably will lead to a significantly more efficient and functioning and overall happier, peaceful society. I think when you think of utopia, like one of the things I think about is like the, the Star Trek universe, right? So for those of you who don't know, in the Star Trek universe, uh, they live in something called like a post-scarce society, right? They have something called replicators that are able to basically pr- produce anything that they want, right? So there's no more wanting anymore. There's no more currency. There's like no more as essentially need. So in this society, what people do is they just do what they want to do, basically. And a lot of what people want to do and what it's kind of focused on is like exploration, right? That's like the final frontier, uh, just to explore and to do things and contribute towards like human progress. I think with AI, this will be like the first technology to exist that can lead us to something that resembles a utopia. This is the first technology that can basically do away with tedious human tasks. It can transform labor as we know it. No more do we have to do, you know, like the the bad jobs, I don't know, um, the jobs we don't want to do, like the, the tedious things, like like work at a call center, for example. A lot of these jobs can just like go away. For, for example, child miners or something back in like what it was like the early 1900s where you had to send little children in like little crawl spaces to like dig coal and whatnot. With the advent of like a lot of technology and obviously like human rights and, and, and stuff like that, you know, a lot of that work was obsolete. You know, technology prevents us from having to do dangerous, mentally uh, straining jobs um, that I think will overall be a huge benefit to our society. Another thing is like if we're able to capture all that wealth being generated by AI, it's, it's essentially like a money printing machine because it's so leveraged and produces so much value. If we can like make, make that you know, means of production public uh, under like a state, that's basically the socialist dream right there. We'd be able to reintroduce, I don't know, tens of trillions, maybe tens of trillions of dollars of, um, of wealth over you know, several years back into our society. That's an enormous amount of money. I, I, I think if all the value captured from the AI revolution was in turn used to further human advancement, I really don't think most people in the United States would have to like necessarily work anymore. A big subject that a lot of people kind of talk about and try to achieve is called like FIRE, right? F-I-R-E, financially independent, retire early. And so a lot of people are looking for like means of like wealth generation where they can just like kick it and go to like Bali and just like hang out and whatnot. Basically, I think with AI, if we were able to capture that value, anyone would be able to live that sort of life as they choose. You know, they can all go to Bali and just like hang out. Working probably wouldn't be necessary like anymore. And then you can just focus your talent on whatever, whatever you wanted to do. I think that would be a great advancement uh, for humanity in terms of like all of the all the new culture that would be produced, the art, the music uh, from people that otherwise wouldn't have the means to do it. So another thing that AI can do is it has a huge potential to just minimize 
uh, human suffering in general, right? So we're already using AI, I think, to some degree to like analyze um, like data and diagnose uh, diseases um, already better than humans, I think. Uh, one example is in radiology, right? So you give an AI like a uh, uh, an X-ray of your lungs and it'll be able to pinpoint the, the cancerous nodes and then give you like a classification of like what percentage are you able to be cured and whatnot, right? Like AI is just like an optimization engine, right? You, you, you throw things at it and it's so good at classifying things. Um, you throw in all these diagnoses, all this data of like what their lungs looked like um, at a certain point and you give it like the training data of like how long they lived, et cetera. And then it'll be able to tell you like how long you'll be able to live or how bad this cancer is, what the best approach is in, in terms of uh, curing this cancer. Uh, another thing that AI uh, will be able to do too is like really advanced and accurate uh, like weather forecasting, right? So like weather is an extremely complex system with so many data points that it's really hard like nowadays still, right? It's just like an intense particle system with so many collisions, so many factors, so many variables. But this is um, an area that AI excels at, right? Think about like an AI that can protect, uh, predict like catastrophic storms and their exact path of where they're going to hit. You know, in the United States here, oftentimes, you know, during hurricane season, we might have these big storms, but uh, these hurricanes, we're not entirely sure like how fast they'll be going and then where they'll going until it actually like literally goes there. That's why we have like hurricane trackers and whatnot. Whereas, you know, we, we just warn an entire large area and then if it hits it, it hits it. If it doesn't, it doesn't, you know. Um, with be- better AI, we'll be able to say like, this is how fast it's going to go. This is when it's going to hit. This is exactly where it's going to hit. So that that's going to save a tremendous amount of lives there. Another thing in terms of like, catastrophes and whatnot is uh, earthquakes right we are really bad if not like impossible like we, we can't really project earthquakes i think the best we can do nowadays is uh, to detect earthquakes early on and then uh, notify people uh, with advance warnings right so i think japan does this really well because you have to understand like the seismic wave of an earthquake that goes out doesn't travel like as fast as light, you know, like light speed or communication networks are, are like super fast relatively. So when a seismic wave travels, like you actually have like 10 tens of seconds in like four warning time. Uh, and with that, that can save a lot of lives where people can like duck and cover, where like hospitals uh, in surgery can like do shutdown procedures, when you can automatically turn on uh, backup generators, when you can shut down power plants, etc. cetera. Uh, with AI, uh, I think these predictions will get even better, uh, where you might even be able to predict earthquakes a minute in advance, right? And that's like a huge amount, if not even like days in advance, perhaps. Uh, I'm not too familiar with like seismology to, to, to say like what um, exactly is feasible here. But mm, in general, like, again, like AI is an optimization prediction like engine. You just throw out a bunch of data and, and it'll probably be able to have a predicted outcome that's better than you know humans manually sifting and trying to understand two things. Uh, a last few examples is in terms of the uh, revolutionizing medicine. Um, so I'm not sure if you guys know about protein folding, but you know that's like a very manual process to be able to like uh, produce proteins uh, and their patterns and whatnot uh, to like d- do new diagnosis and to make like new drugs. In computer science, it's like a NP hard problem, I believe. 
Um, that means like there's like no mathematical solution to it. Generally, like how you solve it nowadays is just you run like huge clusters of GPUs, um, graphical processing units, like computation, and you just like crank it out until you get something. Just like basically trial and error to like fold new proteins that like fit. Um, there's been some advancements in in AI uh, where you know people believe that this can like help revolutionize that, like make it way more efficient. I'm not too familiar with that, but you know the, there are signs that this can sort of help uh, spur the creation of new drugs, new cures uh, to things that we've had a hard time, you know, curing um, in the past. I think the last um, kind of big thing about AI in the positive sense is like, you know, I, I believe AI in the utopian future can do a lot to connect humanity in ways like never before seen. For example, um, like human translators. And that, that goes back to like the Star Trek universe. Like in Star Trek, they have like universal translators. You, you know, plug it into your ear, you can talk to an alien, you can hear back, right? I think with AI, we're, we're approaching the point of near perfect um, human, like, like speech translation, right? And as real time as you can get. Of course, there's still some limitations with like how you know, a language is spoken. Like, for example, if it's, like, Japanese or certain German sentences, like, sometimes the verb is at the end, whereas, like, in English, her verb is, like, in the beginning. So, like, like there, there are some language constraints to, like, how fast you can deliver that information. Although with AI, you might be able to predict that through context and whatnot. But in any case, it's, like, like language has always been kind of, like, the bottleneck of developing countries when it comes to like contributing to like the, the, the global like economy, right? I think like people have largely understood this, governments have largely understood this, which is why in a lot of, you know, developing nations, there's such a huge, um, uh, you know, investment in like learning English. In India, for example, or after like the fall of the USSR and like a lot of the satellite states, like there's huge pushes for just like learning English as like the lingua franca. But in general, like, imagine that you do have perfect AI that can, you know, perfectly translate, like, human speech. I think one thing that would do is just, like, open up people to new cultures, new experiences, new new books that don't have to be translated anymore, like, manually, of just, like, a wealth of information, you know. You'll be able to communicate with literally the, the rest of the world. I, I, it's hard to say, like, what exactly the impacts of that will be, but I think in general... It's just going to lead to a more peaceful uh, world. I think when you can understand what each other is saying, you can empathize with people more. When you understand people's cultures, when you understand like what they read, what music you, they listen to, that just has like perhaps like unforeseeable uh, effects on what that will do in terms of like moving humanity forward, uh, bringing humanity together, preventing wars, you know, um, and creating new trade deals, new peace agreements. So we'll have to see. But in general, I think AI has a lot, a lot of potential for good, right? You know, as I said before, it's probably the first technology that can legitimately take us to like a near utopian state. We just have to be really cognizant of like the negatives that it can bring. And um, hopefully, yeah, we can lead ourselves down uh, the right path. Thank you, guys. Uh, this is uh, the first episode of Tech 69. You know, if you like it, just feel free to 
you know, send me a message, uh, send me an email about what you want to see more, any critique, any criticism. Um, yeah, and I'll try to keep on making these uh, podcasts like about weekly or so. All right, bye.